When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to this advanced English conversation between Greg and Mary Daphne. Great to see you all here today. So our topic is how to overcome the fear of speaking in English. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Psychological barriers to languages are often as significant, if not more significant, than the you know grammatical and syntactical barriers. So uh, I think this is a, a terrific topic, particularly for more advanced speakers, because often your biggest enemy is yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, Greg and I have been through this when we were abroad in different countries, speaking different languages that were not our L1, our native language. We went through the same thing, you know, being a little bit nervous about it, uh, having a fear that we had to overcome to speak the language and to feel confident in our ability. And going through these steps that we're going to share with you today has really allowed us to get to the level where we can now speak different languages. So it is possible. And a lot of the time, it's just that nagging voice inside your head giving you that feeling of doubt. And we're here to tell you, just ignore that voice. And we're going to talk about how to overcome that fear. Awesome. All right. Should we get started? Let's do it. All right. So the first thing that really helps change your mindset around this is to believe that you have something of value to offer. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you take that mindset you're really thinking about the message as opposed to the delivery. The delivery is, of course, very important. But in terms of feeling nervous about something, you don't want to focus too much on the delivery in that you want the focus to be on the message because that is what's going to help you alleviate your stress yeah, it takes, uh, in my mind, it takes the pressure off of saying everything perfectly and instead focusing on saying things clearly, right? And sometimes uh, clarity uh, requires you um, to uh, be creative with what you're saying, right? Mm -hmm. um, but it, it reorients your frame of mind from I have to do this uh, perfectly mm -hmm. to... I have to get my message across. It's it takes the pressure off of you individually, and and instead puts the focus on the the meaning that you're trying to convey, which benefits the the listener too. Exactly, and really looking at it as you have something valuable to share, right? So again, delivery is absolutely important. But when you're thinking about yourself, like being self conscious. That is the last thing we want to think about because when we're self-conscious, we're often thinking about, well, am I loud enough? Am I clear enough? My accent is this way. Did I use that grammatical 
uh, structure correctly? Is this verb the right one? Did I conjure? You know, so many things going through our mind based on the delivery. So that's yeah. why it's really important to, like Greg said, we're thinking about the message behind it. Right? Exactly, yeah. If you're so focused on the, the technical elements of what you're saying, you kind of forget what you're actually trying to convey. Yes, right? 100%. So the next thing is to, so the next strategy is to focus on the listener and really engage in active listening practices. So show them that you're actively engaged in the conversation by nodding. And in English, well, in communication, there's a specific thing that, where we, that we use to show that we're engaged. And we do this subconsciously. And this is the triple nod. So by nodding three times pretty quickly, you are showing the listener that you're engaged. And they're going to subconsciously pick up on that and want to continue talking. So by shifting the focus then to what the person is saying and actively listening, you're not going to be as concerned about what you're about to say next. Yeah, it also makes the person who you're speaking with more comfortable and um, they appreciate you listening so closely, right? When you show them that you care about what they're saying, they're gonna, uh, that's going to improve the way they think about you as well. And it's proven that when people think better of you, they're going to hear you better, right? They're going to understand you better. So by developing that, that uh, connection through active listening, mm -hmm. the nodding and, you know, the bright open face, um, maybe even leaning in a little bit, right? Showing that you're really paying attention will immediately establish a sense of um, um, intimacy with, with the two of you that will ensure better communication, even if your language isn't perfect. 100%. So it takes, it removes that self-consciousness that we have about it. And the other way to focus on the listener is not just when you're the listener, but when you're also the speaker. You still want to focus on the listener. How is that? Well, when you're speaking to someone, you want to check in and see if they're following you, right? Are they completely lost because you've been using some fancy scientific terminology that they have no idea uh, of the meaning? Are you speaking too quickly? Are you, you know, not conveying the message in a way that they are grasping, right? And even native speakers have to think about this too. This is a, a rule for everyone, right? Making sure that the listener is indeed following along. So when you're focusing on the listener as the speaker, right now the roles are reversed, you're still looking in, you're looking at their facial expressions. Are they giving you a triple nod? Are they leaning in? Are they nodding, right? Do they follow? Yeah, that's really important because uh, sometimes you think you're making sense, but the person who's listening to you doesn't think you're making sense, right? Yeah. Um, and you can only tell if they understand you by reading their facial expressions and their body language. And if it doesn't look like they're engaged with you, then they're not going to be understanding what you're saying. And that defeats the purpose of communicating in the first place. 100%. So, yeah, very important to, to closely track what your listener, uh, how your listener is responding visually to what it is you're saying. Yeah. And a lot of the time, nonverbal cues give a lot away. So we can really rely heavily on them to make sure that they're on the same page as we are, right? 
All right, so for the next one, focus on intelligibility. It sounds like intelligence, but it's not the same thing. So intelligibility is your ability to be understood. And that does not mean having zero accent. It does not mean using the perfect vocabulary. It does not mean knowing all of the grammatical structures perfectly. Of course, those things are important, but you can still convey a lot without being perfectly fluent or perfectly native-like, right? There's so much there still that you can use. So intelligibility is something that is really, uh, English language teachers stress very highly because it's about being able to communicate with the language that you have at the moment. Yeah, I, it's it's a, always a comfort to be able to, to use language that you're already very familiar with. Um, you'll use it more fluently and people will understand. If you try to uh, use vocabulary to impress other people, it's very common that the vocabulary you chose was incorrect, right, or imprecise. And as a result, you end up confusing other people. If you instead focus on using the vocabulary that you know really well, um, you, you can ultimately get uh, a level of comprehension that you need, right? You can get them to understand what you're saying. And by using some of the other strategies we're discussing in terms of reading their comprehension, you can continue to restate things using the language you're comfortable with until you establish a sense of understanding. 100%. So really focusing on that because it's okay to have an accent. Having an accent is actually quite beautiful. It's different. It's exotic. And also, it shows that you know more than one language, which is an incredible feat, right? And just as an example about intelligibility, I was listening to a medical podcast the other day, Peter Atia, and one of the top experts in the field uh, for the area that I was listening about was someone who spoke English as a second language. And they had an accent, and it was beautiful. Uh, their grammar was perfect, so in this case, you know, they really worked hard. Uh, but the point with the accent is that even though that person had an accent, they were still so intelligible, so eloquent, and they communicated so beautifully and so well. And I was really impressed. And, you know, they explained the scientific terminology and the medical verbiage. And so... I was I, I made a point to share that with you to really elucidate and to clarify that it's totally fine to have an accent. And in a lot of ways, I think it's really uh, admirable because it means that you know more than one language. <laughs> yeah, I also think what I like about accents is they help, um, they bring a different uh, dimension to the conversation, a different cultural resonance um, and depth that uh, can make for a more interesting conversation um, and sometimes as the listener, when I hear uh, things spoken in a different accent, I, I uh, understand words in new ways, right? Um, and so that always, I, I think, increases the richness of the conversation. A hundred percent. Yeah. So keep that in mind. And for the final point here, when we're overcoming our fear of speaking another language, really think about swapping out words so, for example, if you're trying to explain something and you don't know the vocabulary or the phrase or even the expression to convey the meaning that you're trying to convey, use other words. Try to find a way around it so that you can 
you know, share the meaning in that way that you want to. And this is actually within the communicative competence framework. This is strategic competence. So by swapping out words and trying to explain it, maybe it takes more than that one word that you're searching for, but that's okay because the point is to be communicative and to communicate a message. So don't be afraid to do that. Yeah, I think it's a great suggestion. Yeah. So hopefully these points help you realize that, you know, this is something that can easily be overcome with practice and it's nothing to be self-conscious about, you know, having an accent, not having perfect vocabulary or grammar. That is something that will happen over time if that is a priority to you, right? So don't be discouraged and just keep practicing. And the most important thing is that practice because if you are too afraid to speak because you're self-conscious or shy, then that's actually going to be detrimental to you in the long run. So instead, you want to set those fears aside by using the strategies we shared today and really get into that practicing mode. Yeah, it's very powerful. And um, the more you do it, as of most things, the more naturally it comes to you. Um, and these, these types of uh, strategies become second nature. Uh, but they only, they only take place, they can only help you if you use them. Um, so, you know, when, especially when you're speaking in, in the second language, be very deliberate um, with, with implementing these. And over time, you'll find that uh, it really expands uh, your ability to communicate and to convey meaning, which is ultimately the goal. 100%. So thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you right here for another Advanced English. Bye for now.